Welcome to A Regenerative Future with Matt Powers. I'm your host, Matt Powers, and today is a very special episode where I'm going to be sharing with you the opening section, the first chapter, the introduction of Regenerative Soil, my new book. And as as usual, you know, I don't title these things typically, so um, the introduction is why now? <laughs> so here, here we go. Why now? Have you been following the stats and figures? Less than 60 years left of soil. Soil is under attack, and that means your food, your body, and the health of all life is under attack. We are losing on average 24 billion tons of soil a year, and we are not replacing it. This lost soil floods rivers with toxic levels of nutrients and causes dead zones and destroys fisheries and marine habitat. We can see this exact scenario with the Midwestern farm soils poisoning Louisiana's Mississippi Delta and coastal areas. Nature took thousands of years to create the soil that intensive agriculture, deforestation, urbanization, and desertification have destroyed. These soils and their fertility are now in the air and in the water, causing acidification and climate change. This is just erosion. 730,000 hectares of land is lost to production every year globally due to salinity level rising too high in the soils for crops to grow. 12 million hectares are lost annually to desertification. The estimates range but it is now below 50 years of harvests left at the rate we are losing topsoil, harvesting food, and desertifying the planet. And this isn't a new problem. We've been desertifying the planet for around 10,000 years. In the past 150, fossil fuel usage, me mechanization of agriculture, synthetic fertilizer usage, global population growth, and globalization of economies have simply sped up the rate of loss exponentially. Nutritional decrease. While it's true that for some nutrients in vegetables, fruit, dairy, cheese, and meat, the decrease has been as high as 97% between 1940 and 2002. The average decrease in nutrients has been 35% in vegetables, 18% in fruits, 26% in meats, 32% in cheeses, and 39% in dairy, despite extensive and expensive fertilizer use increasing 150 million percent, and the creation of CAFOs and antibiotics. All that time, research, money, lives, and energy spent on a system that continues to degenerate, and this decline correlates with the sharp rise of autoimmune disease since the 1970s. Everything from type 1 diabetes to MS to Crohn's, they all showed up after the food began its decline in nutrition. Some experts are pointing out that plants we now eat not only are missing minerals and nutrients, but the endophytic biology that protected the plant that fixed nitrogen from the air and communicated to the soil microbes is also missing. A holistic decline. We've been living in the midst of a holistic decline that has been happening for generations, in earnest and in slow motion for millennia. It's hard to grasp at first, but it's as if we have inherited a wagon with one wheel. 
we can't expect it to work perfectly or to understand its original functionality until we do the work of restoring it. The life that was once in the soil has largely been killed off. The life inside the plants we eat has been lost, and our digestions, our gut biomes have become simplified and less robust. We are seeing the symptoms when we look at climate stress, autoimmune disease, desertification, habitat loss, and extinction. A bridge of comprehension. This text is intended to be a bridge of comprehension and communication between conventional biological and natural farming perspectives on soil remediation, fertility, and science to start a dialogue of change towards a regenerative system that we all can agree upon because we all can see, review, and communicate about the actual research and science of the soil. There is a new emerging picture that is convincing, clear, and replicable, and it has nothing to do with any of us presenting it. It's authentic science and independently verifiable by all of us. These fertility and management practices and descriptions of soil cycles and systems can scale up to tens of thousands of acres or down to a backyard garden. They are truly universal. This book is focused on biological, mineral, and cost-efficient natural solutions that can be implemented everywhere by anyone, but I wanted everyone to see eye to eye in the world of soil. So I've included the chemistry formulas and the language as well. Diagrams and images in this book feature chemistry equations alongside the biological reactions, natural phenomenon, traditional gardening, and indigenous farming methods. Micro to macro, nano to mega. The key to deeply learning and understanding any concept, idea, pattern, thing, system, or cycle is found in studying and understanding it micro to macro, or holistically, as in understanding it as a system within systems that contain its own smaller systems. We can see this readily within our own reality, the atomic to the microscopic, to the world of the naked eye, to the planetary, to the universal. Why is this true? When we look at anything from a micro to macro perspective, the core principles stay the same and we can see the linkages between the micro and macro, their importance and their principal drivers. In addition, we retain information and apply it in novel and real life situations more easily. If you understand the principles, you can iterate and improvise with more confidence and clarity as to the outcome. Quote, micro to macro, end quote, is meant to actually convey nanometer to megameter level comprehension, and it wasn't always possible. But today, it is thanks in large part to the internet and exponential growth in understanding, testing methodologies, and access to research. We can connect larger global changes to the local and even to the nano-sized soil enzymes. It is all connected and understandable as a system. Understanding all the churning and diverse minutiae of the soil is another story. We may never understand the thousands of simultaneous exchanges and communications a tree is having with rhizobacteria and mycorrhizae just below the surface, but we can see that they are happening, their benefits, and how to improve, increase, sustain, or adapt those benefits. These also are not truly alien planes. 
There are actors that play critical roles on all stages. Water, H2O, fits this description, interacting with everything from molecular to global cycles and reactions. Water is key to turning salts into solutions, redox reactions, pH buffering, and so much more. Carbon is another player we have in enough abundance that we can see on the macro level. The smoke from a fire, ash, charcoal, and even biochar we can see or touch. On a nanometer level, biochar has unique properties, such that microprocessors are being made out of biochar. The unique structure and nature of biochar affects interactions at the molecular level so profoundly, it has a macro effect. Not all reactions, situations, or cycles have elements that tie the micro to the macro directly, but many do. The ones that are indirect are through a chain of reactions and interactions between different elements, much like how plants attract bacteria and fungi only to feed the protozoa to access their waste, which is bioavailable to the plant roots. While a sneeze may not start a hurricane on the other side of the world, small changes have the potential for massive effect in nature. Azola, a freshwater plant that is small but not microscopic, is thought to have started the last ice age through its proliferation on a freshwater lens out over the ocean. When that lens collapsed, the Azola died and fell below the thousand meter mark in the deep sea, causing the loss of a massive amount of carbon from the carbon cycle. Small, millimeter wide plants caused the last ice age. How are some humans so foolish to assume that they can do nothing to change or harm nature? It is because they lack a micro to macro understanding. If that person performs well at anything in their lives, it is because they have micro to macro understanding of it. They know it inside and out. They are experts in it. If we want to reverse climate change, restore our biomes and bring back the topsoil, we need to slow down and look intently at the ground between our feet. The answers are found there. We can regenerate our world because we can heal and build soil, the foundation of our world. The research. The hardest aspect of researching soil is the sheer volume of information and breadth it spans. Soil can be studied from the perspective of biology, chemistry, physics, geomorphology, organic chemistry, environmental science, agronomy, entomology, botany, horticulture, soil science, mycology, human health, human history, and more. Soil is so ubiquitous and its benefits, uses, and roles are so innumerable and manifold that we can get lost in the soup of it like a fish recognizing water for the first time. It has the feel of a territory that few, if any, have thoroughly explored, and we are left with singular expeditions into the great unknown and their shaky reports from the travels there to guide us. While that may sound like an exaggeration, it's closer to the truth than I ever understood until I started writing this book. When Michael Phillips, author of Mycorrhizal Planet and The Holistic Orchard, told me before I even began, quote, we are all in kindergarten when it comes to soil, End quote. I felt both liberated and a bit disoriented. I thought I had understood soil. I'd certainly been writing and teaching about it for years. <laughs> but as I began to dig into the research, it became clear how vast a space it truly is and how much needs to be shared. 
we have not had a proper view and synthesis of these forays into the soil kingdom's mysteries until now. This book draws together the many narratives of soil, fertility, management, and remediation under one roof and in one common visual language. I'll be going into the details in the text, of course, but the images are the vehicle for fast communication and comprehension across the spectrum of soil science opinion and research. It is not the final word in soil by any measure, but a detailed how-to and overview of where we are currently with our understanding of soil and soil management best practices. The root of the problem. Because soil is central to all life, it is sobering to see how it is being treated and lost. According to some studies, we have less than 50 years left of agriculturally viable soil. That's only 15 seasons of harvest left. A young farmer starting today can see the end of farming and civilization itself in their lifetime. This is not an exaggeration. Civilization is directly tied to soil. In our greatest failed civilizations, all faced soil loss. The Roman Empire conquered Egypt for the Nile's seasonal fertility because they'd already plowed their soils into the Mediterranean and they relied almost entirely on foreign imports for food. Soil insecurity makes empires fragile. Americans spread west because they destroyed the East Coast soils, much to George Washington's disgust and ire. He was entirely focused on soil conservation after serving as president, convinced that soil would be the downfall of America. As it stands, America's first president's concerns were prophetic. We were on a track to complete ruin. How much of the food in stores is local? How much of it is imported? How many people can live in your area without food being trucked or shipped in? But the problems are more complex than soil, you say? Desertification, pollution, overpopulation, climate change, the mental health crisis. All that and more clamor for our attention, but all are related to soil. So buckle down with me and focus, and we will see how soil is the linchpin to living systems and how improving the soil improves everything. This isn't boasting. It's a research-based assertion that we can logically prove to ourselves in our own lives and research, though this book streamlines that process and gives you the keys to improving, building, and remediating soil wherever you are and in ways that we can incorporate into our daily lives, businesses, and communities. The hour is late and the need is great, and we're all trying to accomplish the same thing the best soil possible. What is regenerative soil? Regenerative soil is soil that gets better every year and provides all the essential nutrients for plants, contains high soil organic matter, is within ideal pH EH range, and has a robust soil biology. It is not magical soil that requires nothing from a farmer. It is soil that does require some inputs and work, but it is living dynamic, resilient, and far superior to modern agricultural soils. It is research-based, proven, and replicable across climates. It is beyond organic since as many researchers have noted, 
Organic farms can have poor soils. Regenerative soil is also the only path to the highest levels of plant health. The current stance on soil at a policy level is one of conservation, not regeneration. That is the position most have ceded to who are farmers, doing it the way they were taught at universities and by government extension agencies. They are in a losing battle, where just stemming the flow of losses is their main concern. There is now a growing movement of soil stewards who find this unacceptable and have made it their mission to regenerate our world's soils and to spread the why and how to as many as will listen. How is it better? In simplest terms, we've simplified the soil to fit into a laboratory-based, industrialized fertility and biocontrol program that relied upon mining, caustic chemicals and reactions, factories and petrochemicals. All over the world, over the past 10,000 years, we have mined the native soils for all they were worth. And then over time, we supplemented the soil with, at first, natural substances like manures, and later with minerals and then chemicals of all sorts. It was all in an effort to preserve soil fertility and keep the food coming and the farmers working. We have reached the end of chemical and inorganic modern agriculture's ability to prolong the slow death of our soils. Even MPK does not provide the yields it once did, and the bedrock keeps getting closer and closer to the surface each year. Likely the greatest indicator of regenerative soil is that it gains in soil organic matter every year, reversing the trend of soil loss fundamentally. Regenerative soil has biology that creates soil structure, increases soil organic matter, triggers plant immunity, increases plant uptake of nutrition, provides biostimulants to trigger higher levels of health and productivity, fixes nitrogen, solubilizes insoluble nutrients, and protects plants from pathogens, viruses, and diseases. Regenerative soil has all the nutrients, macro, micro, and trace that plants need to thrive at their highest levels of health, photosynthesis, carbohydrate production, protein synthesis, and secondary metabolite production. Regenerative soil is within the ideal pH-EH zone, which opens up the most nutrients in the rhizosphere to plants while avoiding soluble toxic elements and many of the pathogen, pest, and virus vectors. Regenerative soil can hold water and has interstitial spaces for air, gas exchange, and water to flow through. Regenerative soils are not tilled or plowed. Their value and efficacy is retained through no-till, low-till, intercropping, pasture cropping, and or surface disturbance only for replanting. Is it more work? <laughs> we will always have to adaptively respond to the changes in our environment, the soil included. But our goal is to amend as little as possible, to rely upon biology as much as possible, and to acquire minerals and nutrients through bioregional and regenerative sources to remediate and restore our soils with the minimum disturbance of other ecosystems and people. We cannot grow food in our soil, take the food and export it, or even sell it to local community members and not have some of our nutrients, biology, and water go with it. We have to develop an honest and reciprocal relationship with our soils and restore them without the imperative for doing little or nothing to get steady, consistent results. It's less damaging and arguable less work than conventional inorganic soil management, but it still requires inputs, testing, and work. 
But what is exciting is it is far superior to anything we've seen coming from agriculture in the past 100 plus years, perhaps ever. We are seeing new levels of plant health and new rates of soil creation being established. This book is, in many ways, an exploration of these new achievements and pathways to regenerative soil success. How to read this book. You can go right to the recipes and address your problem right now. Just skip on ahead. Take care of the issue and then come back and read why and how behind what's going on because you may recognize something else and realize there's more to the story or that it wasn't what you thought. That's okay too. Soil can be tricky, especially if you're trying to address mineral deficiencies in real time. You can skip right to the pictures and absorb a ton of information. The connection you are making as you soak in the diagrams will provide the foundation for your understanding as you wade into the text, which can be sometimes a more challenging presentation of information. You can start at the back of the book and use the index to find what you need fast. If this is a digital copy, you can search the document for any word and find it nearly instantaneously. You may find yourself asking, where is blank? A full in-depth of everything related to soil would likely require covering everything in natural systems, which wouldn't fit into a book nor an online course. Instead, I focus on what is relevant only. There's endless factoids in the research that are interesting, but, but not useful. This book is designed to streamline your soil solutions while keeping firmly in touch with a holistic perspective, current science, and leading practices. But if you want a coherent, clear, and organized understanding of soil and the solutions presented in this book, I highly recommend reading it from beginning to end. At some point, <laughs> you can address what's bothering you most or what you're most curious about first too. No pressure here. Do I need a microscope? No, but I do include how to analyze soil samples. You can learn the why and how of soil microscopy and let experts do the plant sap, mineral, and soil biology testing for you. Understanding will allow you to properly read those results and act on them appropriately. Or if you want to go further and DIY, you'll be able to. I drew the line on citations at internet search engine access. If you can Google it like the chemical composition of sand, I'm not going to cite it. But I do cite all my other sources, including websites. There are already enough citations for years of research and study, so you can go deeper, verify outlandish claims, chew on some wildly niche jargon, and replicate their work and test things for yourself. And anything that isn't cited, you can Google and find it on PubChem, Wikipedia, etc. Are you ready to dive deep into the linchpin of all life? <laughs> if you are, and, and the, I've just finished the first chapter, if you are ready to dive into this, please pre-order your copy of Regenerative Soil at thepermaculturestudent.com. You can click on books, the book section, and you, it's on top there. It is going to be signed. It is, I'm going to reveal this now because I revealed it on Morag Gamble's podcast. It's going to be in hardcover and I haven't revealed that online anywhere. Um, I've got goodies uh, to compensate for the international shipping for my international folk. Um, but th th those are surprises too. I, I love surprises. I don't know if you, you, you guess, but I love surprises. I love building things up and then revealing them rather than, 
you know, and I have, you know, revealed step-by-step parts of what I'm doing with, with my, my inner group, with my Kickstarter uh, backers and stuff. But I love just, boom, just the explosion of a complete process. And that's probably why I love writing because it's so different from extemporaneous speaking. It's so different from comments on Facebook and all those kinds of things because you actually have the time to edit yourself, to reflect, to go, oh, no, no, that's written wrong. Oh, that's confusing. Oh, and 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 fix our understanding. And I, I really feel that when we fix the writing, we fix our internal understanding. And it's just like when we read something really well written, we incorporate it deeply into who we are. Same thing happens when we write, or at least for me. And I love it. I loved writing this book, Regenerative Soil. I loved delving through the research. And it, it, it's wild. I know that last section, you're like, wait, but you're not going to show every minutia of, of citation. It was 41 pages of, of references. And I, and I like shrunk it down to like 0.8 font, you know, like a magnifying glass for some of us to read it. But, but that's not even including like the pub chem, the microbe wiki, all those kind of references. So I, I've streamlined it. I've made it easier to read. I've made it tight. I've, I've, I've made it really pertinent. And I've not, I, I, I've, I've assumed that if you, you have questions, you can quickly Google it, MicroWiki, PubChem, Wikipedia. You can go down to the sources from these encyclopedias and read through them and see where these sources are coming from, as I have, as all of us that are doing research have. And it's this process of gaining fluency that I had to go through that I believe to a degree everyone has to go through. Because when you look at the full spread from the common, which I would say Wikipedia is the common, even though there's graduate and, and, and doctorate students you know, um, managing it and it's almost impossible to affect anything on there, um, especially if it's science. I mean, that they're given their doctorate assignments using Wikipedia so that the research is super rigorous. They've got a panel of peer-reviewing PhDs that are managing the process. So, and, and this wasn't the way Wikipedia used to be, but it's certainly the way it is now. And so that's like the common ground between academics. And that's a good place to go, to get like a baseline, like a heartbeat on what the common perspective is. But then you got to go into the peer-reviewed data, which, you know, a lot of these people are just writing papers, twisting things, just so and, and ripping other people who are more talented than they are off. Olivier Husson uh, told me about this in our interview about how, you know, he's been ripped off. People have ripped off his redox soil uh, insights and research and tried to republish it in leading top journals globally, and 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 he's caught them on that. So it's really important that we go beyond just treating the the published peer-reviewed journals as godlike or religion or um, this like omnipotent, omnipresent. They are not gods. They're not superhumans. Um, I talk to them and the complexity is absolutely stunning when you start pulling back and, and talk about what we don't know, what's confusing, what, 
we wish we could research, what we wish we could publish on. And, and the scientists reveal such a, a more complicated and when you look at the soil science published papers, you're like, wait, it's more complicated. <laughs> and they, they reveal a world that's much more dynamic. Um, we, we, we suddenly see that none of these cycles are static. That in the middle of winter, when photosynthesis isn't happening in the Midwest, they're not getting oxygen from trees or plants. They have no oxygen. It's all coming from the ocean. So certain time points, uh, certain time periods, it's 100% of the oxygen from the ocean that is allowing us to breathe. So depending on where we are in the world and at what time we are, right? And so it's a constantly fluctuating system that we take snapshots from, create averages and ranges on. And for some people, that's really hard to grasp and hold on to that we don't have a two-dimensional world, we don't have a, a perfectly fixed reality, and we don't. It's dynamic, it's fluid. Um, uh, we have these seasons, we've got this night and day, and I mean, you guys know this stuff. And, and, I, and I hope that this you know, lands right on your ears uh, because it's very important to me that we kind of suspend that, that comment battle who's right kind of thinking we start asking ourselves well why is this and then we'll arrive at strange and interesting new conclusions look up the molecular weight of co2 versus o2 and you're like oh wait co2 is heavier than o2 what does that do oh well (laughs) as animals breathe it out it goes down it's heavier and if it's hot coming out of us and it's cold, we all know it rises, right? Hot and cold rises. But when that CO2 cools back down, it falls and it descends onto the plants. Isn't that perfect? It falls right into the plants and the plants absorb it. And, and then they release O2 right where the animals are, right next to them. And in a world where the canopies were 200 to 300 feet tall, taller than they are nowadays, we would not have CO2 escaping those living, vibrant systems. Just like in the soil, when it's truly regenerative and healthy and living, you test it using those standard little shake water soil tests and it comes out with nothing or deficient or very low. And so it's bad soil according to the standardized garden and and, and farm tests but you look at it and you're like, no, this is black, rich, amazing soil and my plants love it. And it, and it boggles the mind to a degree, but this is nature. There's thresholds that we haven't observed that we're just beginning to observe because we're just figuring out how to treat nature properly and ramp up the health. And so we're going to have systems that are so efficient at handling CO2, producing O2, that we will literally change the quality of our air, the quality of experience that we have on a daily basis. Imagine, I mean, you know what it's like to walk through a forest. You know what it's like to well, go to the ocean and breathe that air and to feel that rejuvenating quality just course through us. That's oxygen. 
<laughs> we love that stuff. And if our world was more oxygenated, if we had more plants, if we had more kelp forests, more thriving like phytoplankton, plankton, you know, cyanobacteria, the whole gamut, we would feel better. The world that we are living in is amazing. And I think that we lose track of that sometimes when we grab onto specific factoids and headlines and emotional reactionary things that are constantly happening all around us. Our world is waiting for us to partner with it, to dive in to what's possible. We can regenerate our soils. We can reverse desertification globally. We can save the oceans, which are acidifying, which are losing their oxygen levels and oxygen producing capacities. And we can see a future where we have deep, regenerative, rich soils, nutrient-dense, delicious, and, and, and foods that we don't have to eat, you know, like, like we're starving to death. Foods that like, oh, you know what? I feel good. I don't need more because it's so nutrient-dense, so full of what we need that we get, we get satisfied. And that's the kind of reality that I'm wanting, that I'm seeking, is one where we can actually find satisfaction from the work that we put in. Not, you know, um, just hanging out and being lazy and having fun and being, you know, this, uh, this shirker of responsibility and, and a lack of stewardship. No, 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 no. I, I want to be all in. I want to be doing the work. I want to be seeing the results. And I want to know that my part, that my life was one that gave back that made the world a better place, that guaranteed a brighter future for my children, for your children, for the possibility of children, for all of us and all of our futures. I know a different world is possible. I've seen it. I know the science. I know what is possible and we can arrive there faster than, than can be believed if we shift, if we transition, if we step into a regenerative future. If you're interested in this book, Regenerative Soil, it is on my website, thepermaculturestudent.com, under books, and it is exclusively available there as a signed copy. It's going to be hardcover. It is going to feature goodies um, of all sorts. Um, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to get wild with those international orders because I understand what it is to pay that shipping um, because I, I, I paid for you on my end too. <laughs> that doesn't benefit me at all either. So I understand how painful it is and I want to honor you for showing your enthusiasm, for supporting me personally for buying from, from me, knowing that I would get a greater percentage of that sale than through Amazon. And 
I, I'm just really honored by that. And so I, I love to pay it back. I love to share. I love to pay it forward. And one of the ways that I'm doing that is a free event, Our Future. Kind of sounds familiar, right? Regenerative Future? <laughs> r-future.world is the website. Go to www.r-future.world and sign up for the free event, January 14th through 17th. Learn about how we are going to transition into a completely new world, how we're going to have regenerative entrepreneurs lead the way, and how we already have forerunners in this new future who are calling to us and showing us the paths. So I invite all of you, I invite you to invite all of your friends and family, everyone you know, because it's a free event. We have people who have really done it. We have people like Trad Cotter, started Mushroom Mountain. We have people like Mycosymbiotics, William Padilla Brown. We have Cognitive Functions, Cassandra Posey. We have Rishi Strauss, the mushroom and herbal expert. We have so many incredible people. Do you know Vinny Coco? He's the guy who created the Zero Waste Company, the only Zero Waste Company in Nevada. He's been on Shark Tank aplenty if you watch that show. I don't have a TV, so I don't watch it, but I love Coco Vinny, and Vinny's a good friend of mine. He's going to be speaking to us. We are sponsored by Fantastic Fungi. That's Paul Stamets' amazing company. Um, I've asked him to speak and we're working on that we'll see we'll see we hope we hope we love um, no matter what but um, this is an incredible event it's sponsored by Baker Creek Heirloom Seeds and Herbworks as well the creators of Tianchi and I, I I really love these companies and they are supportive of this because they know that we need to shift to a different economy to one that makes the world a better place instead of degenerating the world. So I invite you to that, it's free. And also on the horizon, well, not on the horizon, basically right here, right now, the Advanced Permaculture Student Online is launching November 16th for the fourth season and it's going back to the original weekly design so that every week we're live, every week we're diving deep, we're together, we're going through it. It's 20 weeks long. We, we, we take time off for the holidays, don't worry. And we take the whole week off for our future so that you all can attend. But it's, it's an amazing community of almost 800 designers and teachers from around the globe that collaborate, that discuss things laterally, that help each other. It's, it's stunning and it's lifetime membership and it's 60% off this year um, because I know many of us are, are facing this lockdown. It's, it's a time of difficulty. It's never been this low as, uh, in terms of both price and payment plans. So it's $50 a month. It's you know 60% off. Everyone can do this. Join us, get started. This is the path to understanding it all, being able to apply businesses to any aspect. And it's it's the, the, the actual information and the science behind all the holistic aspects of permaculture. So if you want an advanced, in-depth understanding of permaculture, if you wanna learn from 70, over 70 different teachers, if you want an official PDC, 
or if you want the advanced PDC, which is project-based, which you know, my, my program is the first of, of, of that kind of certification. And it's being adopted all over the world because people realize that to reward people for actually creating the thing is way stronger a reinforcement, a way stronger certification than it is for just creating a piece of paper or, or a design on a computer. And that's what I want to reward. That's what I want to support with a community to help you make that actually happen. And I and and to give people the ability to become the teacher, to become a part of a community of learners and, and, and sharers and, and listeners and speakers so that we all can be empowered, that all boats rise, that we have that regenerative, diverse and brighter future. And that's that community, the Advanced Permaculture Student Online. It's, you know, I, it's like my home online. It's my, my people, you know, online. And uh, I think that you would find it incredible. You can go to www.advancedpermaculturestudentonline.com or I think you can go to advancedpermaculturestudent.online. Um, so either way, or you can go to my website, thepermaculturestudent.com and find it there. Um, oh yeah, and then... <laughs> And, and on top of all that, my books are all on sale on my website. So if you're doing holiday shopping, you're wanting to get all the books, they're all in stock. So you can hop over there and check that all out. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being part of this community. And I hope that this information inspires you to look deeper into this information, whether you get my book or not. Um, start looking into like, you know, Redox, Oliver Husson's work um, at the CIRAD, the French, you know, uh, national agricultural like research, you know, organization in France. Like, like just start diving into that stuff if you, if you, if you want to. You don't have to. I've summarized it and brought it down so it's extremely pragmatic and useful. And it's there for you. You can actually get it today as an ebook. It's already there as an ebook, so you can instantly get it. That's under ebooks on my website. But get started because this will change everything. Because soil is connected to our digestion, connected to our bodies, connected to all life in ways that I didn't realize, in ways that I don't think anyone realizes unless they've gone to these places and heard or seen and read about these things. So I invite you on this amazing exploration, adventure, new path forward. And it it, it, it dovetails with APSO, but oh my gosh, it goes so much further, so much deeper. And um, I, 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 I'm so excited to actually create Regenerative Soil, the course this winter. And, and share that with you all. It's not done yet. It's not done yet. Um, get the book for now. Get yourself ready um, because it's a lot of learning. It's a lot of excitement. And um, it's going to give you tons of energy. I think you're going to feel pumped. And it's going to launch you into the 2021 growing season like nothing else has ever. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for choosing to live regeneratively. I'm Matt Powers. Grow abundantly, learn daily, and live regeneratively. I'll see you soon. <laughs> 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 <laughs>